0: today it's a different place All the same with a new face With strange mysteries hanging in the air People in their sane minds Swear they see you today Are you looking for the love they took away? Everyone knows That you couldn't buy the pain you took your life in the foreign right. Ghoulish greetings to you all. Thank you so much for stopping by and making Paranormal Prowlers Podcast part of your day. Those tunes that you just heard are, as always, courtesy of the amazing Bobby Mackey. And I, of course, am your host, Tessa Morrow. Today, we find ourselves right off the coast of the ever so gorgeous Scotland. And right near the highest point of Eileen Moore. The Flannan Isles, also referred to as the Seven Hunters, which is a group of rocky, uninhabited islands. A lighthouse is being constructed, and it's quite a dangerous project, as the materials for the lighthouse have to go up a cliff that is well over 140 feet up. It is finally ready to help folks navigate through the treacherous waters and makes its debut on December the 7th of 1899. Now, on the island were railway tracks, which was powered by a small steam engine. This would provide transportation for the keepers of much-needed supplies and what have you. It also transported paraffin for the light. 20 barrels would be used per year. Looking at Flannan Isle Lighthouse, you see it's surrounded by beauty, the phenomenal Scotland coast surrounding it. On island itself is the rocky cliffs leading up to the lighthouse, which itself is surrounded by beautiful green grass. The structure itself is nothing fancy. It's not impressive. It's quite simple, actually. Like, I've seen a lot of lighthouses that it's just like, wow, that structure is gorgeous. Or, wow, that's something to remember. But the Flannan Isles Lighthouse is really just simple. And There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, when I look at it, to me anyways, it looks more like it would belong more at a prison. Like, you know, one of those old watchtowers. If it gets the job done, which it did, that's all that really mattered. So we have the lighthouse, the grass, the cliff, the Scotland coast, but there's more than meets the eye, my friends. There is a mystery that is attached to the ever so calm looking peaceful island. And it, it involves three men who vanish without a trace and are never to be seen again. We seem to stand for an endless while, though still no word was said. Three men alive on Flannan Isle, who thought on three men dead. That was a 1912 poem by a British poet named Wilfred Wilson Gibson. Enter James Duckett, Thomas Marshall, and Donald MacArthur. The date, it is December 7th of 1900, one year to the day that the lighthouse was first lit the three lighthouse keepers arrive to the island. With them is a gentleman named Robert Moorhead. As is custom, he makes sure that everything is in working order for these men as they are about to begin their two-week rotation as keepers for the lighthouse. Robert sees everything as well, and he gives the men the good thumbs up, and he leaves. Unfortunately, nothing will be okay about what happens shortly afterwards. Now, it's believed that before Robert left, James Duckett, he he voiced his concern and the other men's concerns about the heavy fog and mist that was surrounding the Flannan Islands. Well, fast forward one week into their two-week rotation. It's the 15th of December. They are halfway done with their shift. Happy to soon be reunited with their families, I'm sure. All seems well until the streamer, Arctur is passing by. On this specific day, the waters were rather choppy. The conditions, weather-wise, was beyond stormy. As the streamer gets closer, they notice something extremely off and eerie about the lighthouse. Uh, There ain't no light. The light appeared to be off. This is huge, especially in weather conditions like this, This malfunction can mean the difference between life or death. Now, Thankfully, they get to their location safely, where they report the unlit lighthouse to the Northern Lighthouse Board. The discovery of the unlit island was on December 15th. Upon investigation, they also discovered the 15th was also the very last day that an entry was written in the lighthouse keeper's log. In that final log, it says that they found some of the equipment to be damaged and that the stairway iron railings were bent and the rail tracks themselves were actually displaced. They then mentioned that the storm that was believed to be the culprit behind the damage had finally stopped. Quote, storm ended, sea calm, God is over all. Unquote. So, okay. It appears that they survived the storm long enough to write about it. Unfortunately, the storm was still brewing and not all areas were calm. The weather was acting up for several more days. Bad enough where they deemed it unsafe to navigate the waters and get to the lighthouse safely. So, they had to wait it out. Knowing that things were not okay, obviously the lighthouse is not lit, A lot of bad things could happen because of that. But I could only imagine the nerves and the thoughts that plagued these people. Why isn't the light working? Where are the three lighthouse keepers? Are they okay? What exactly happened here? Was it a fluke and now things are back up and running? What's going on on Flannan Isles? Eventually, the relief vessel known as Hesperus was able to go over and investigate the matter. By the time the Hesperus arrives, it is now December 26th. You guys, this was reported on December 15th that the light wasn't working. That was the discovery anyway. Eleven days after the report, upon arrival and a quick look around, they knew something was terribly wrong. The flag was missing from its flagstaff, The provision boxes that were always left in a certain area for restocking, well, those were gone. And the three lighthouse keepers, not a single sight. Something was very wrong here. It was very odd. Extremely eerie. The Hesperus captain, he tries communication by firing a flare into the sky. He also blows the ship's whistle. Things that if the men were in the vicinity or really just anywhere on the island, they would have heard, seen, and responded to. The silence is bone chilling. Among the search crew was a fourth lighthouse keeper, Joseph Moore. He was actually the relief keeper. He looks around and finds that the beds were unmade, the clock, it was unwound. I mean, what the bloody hell is happening here? This would never happen. What has happened to his fellow lighthouse keepers? During their search, they also found they discovered a set of oil skins. The other two were gone, meaning that one of those keepers was in such a hurry that he left without it. This is something he absolutely would have needed. They also left in such a hurry that they didn't even eat their dinners. They were seen untouched at the table. No fire was in the grate, and by the looks of it, there hadn't been one in several days. The fourth keeper, the relief keeper, Joseph Moore, along with three volunteers, they stay on the island to man the lighthouse. I wonder what went through their minds, staying there after three men had just vanished from this very island. Did they fear for their own safety? The area, the island, and the surrounding waters, well, they are thoroughly searched and inspected, but no trace of the men were found. They took note that the east landing looked fine, but that the west landing was damaged badly due to the unforgiving storm that had ravaged the area a short while before. Though the men were not found, a box at 108 feet above sea level was discovered. It was broken, its contents scattered about. Iron railings were bent as if they had just been through a strongman contest. The railway was actually wrenched right on out of the concrete. One of the craziest things, I think, was a rock, more like a boulder, and it weighed well over a ton. It was dislodged from its resting place and found in a completely different location. The captain sent this telegram on December 26, 1900, the day of the Hesperus' arrival. Quote, a dreadful accident has happened at the Flannins. The three keepers, Duckett, Marshall, and the Occasional, have disappeared from the island. On our arrival there this afternoon, no sign of life was to be seen on the island. Fired a rocket, but as no response was made. Managed to land more, who went up to the station, but found no keepers there. The clocks were stopped a chair was overturned, and other signs that indicated that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellows, they must have been blown over cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane or something like that. Night coming on, we could not wait to make something as to their fate. I have left Moore, MacDonald, Bowie Master, and two seamen, on the island, to keep the light burning until you make other arrangements. Will not return to Oban until I hear from you. I have repeated this wire to Moorhead in case you are not home. I will remain at the telegraph office tonight until it closes if you wish to wire me. Master Hesperus. Days after the discovery, on December the 29th of 1900, Robert Moorhead, Northern Lighthouse Board Superintendent, Well, he launches a full-blown investigation into the matter and the disappearance of the men. He knew each of these men personally and was fond of them, and he was deeply saddened and quite angered that this had happened. When he saw the damage at the West Landing, he was in utter and pure shock. He even stated that if he had not seen the severity of the damage himself with his very own eyes, that he would not have believed it. Quote, from evidence, which I was able to procure, I was satisfied that the men had been on duty up till dinner time on Saturday, the 15th of December, that they had gone down to secure a box in which the mooring ropes, landing ropes, etc. were kept and which was secured in a crevice in a rock about 110 feet above sea level, and that an extra-large sea had rushed up the face of the rock, had gone above them, and coming down with immense force, had swept them completely away. There are guesses, opinions, and speculation of what had happened to these men and how they have met their fate, but no one knows for sure. Some stories, it's like, yeah, okay, that can definitely happen, and most likely did. But then there's others, like one wild story about a huge sea serpent coming in, ambushing the men, grabbing them, and bringing them to their watery graves. One theory is that the three men had been secretly planning on gaining access to a secret ship while on duty, and that would come and take them away so they can live their new lives. To me, this does not make sense, and I think it's wacky. These men, they weren't running from the law. They hadn't done anything wrong. They were regular men with families. Two at least were married. One had two children, while the other had four. So not only do the families have to worry about their loved ones being lost at sea and where they are, but they also have to hear whack theories of abandonment. Insult to injury much? I think so. Other stories are that a rogue wave took them away to see. And another is that they may have been abducted. The Manchester Weekly Times releases this article on December 28th of 1900. The title screams, Lighthouse Keeper Mystery! Three Keepers Disappear! And it reads... Intimation has been received at the Northern Lighthouse Board, Edinburgh, of the loss of the lighthouse staff, the Flannan Island Lighthouse. The station was established in December of last year and was staffed by four men, three taking duty, the other having relief. When the board steamer on Wednesday went to the islands to land, the relieving keeper, it was found that the last three men on duty had disappeared, leaving no trace behind. They are the principal keeper, James Duckett and Thomas Marshall, and Donald MacArthur, the latter occasional keeper on duty in place of a sick member of the regular staff. It is surmised that they were swept away during the storm of last week. When attempting to save a crew, or when trying to render assistance to some vessel in distress. The relieving keeper and three other men have been temporarily left on the island. No such incident has ever happened in the history of the Lighthouse Board, and it is provident that it did not result in disaster to any passing vessel. Flannan Islands are a group of seven isles, 17 miles west of Lewis and the Hebrides. Unquote. So, MacArthur wasn't even really supposed to be there. He, he was there because somebody else was sick. And last is the letter of the relief keeper himself, Joseph Moore, who not only saw the damage but stayed afterwards to man the light. He speaks of what happened. Sir, as it was with deep regret, I wish you to learn the very sad affair that has taken place here during the past fortnight, namely the disappearance of my two fellow lightkeepers, Mr. Duckett and Mr. Marshall, together with the occasional keeper, Donald MacArthur, from off this island. As you are aware, the relief was made on the 26th. That day, as on the other relief days, we came to Anchorage under Flannan Islands, and not seeing the lighthouse flag flying, we thought they did not perceive us coming. The steamer's horn was sounded several times, still no reply. At last Captain Harvey deemed it prudent to lower the boat and land a man if it was possible. I was the first to land, leaving Mr. McCormick and his men in the boat till I should return from the lighthouse. I went up and on coming to the entrance gate, I found it closed. I made for the entrance door leading to the kitchen and store room, found it also closed, and the door inside that, but the kitchen door itself was open. On entering the kitchen, I looked at the fireplace and saw that the fire was not light for some days. I then entered the rooms in succession, found the beds empty just as they left them in the early morning. I did not take the time to search further, for I only too well knew something serious had occurred. I darted out and made for the landing. When I reached there, I informed Mr. McCormick that the place was deserted. He, with some of the men, came up second time, so as to make sure, but unfortunately the first impression was only too true. Mr. McCormick and myself proceeded to the light room, where everything was in proper order. The lamp was cleaned, the fountain full, blinds on the windows, etc. We left and proceeded on the board the steamer. On arrival, Captain Harvey ordered me back again to the island accompanied with Mr. MacDonald, the buoy master, A. Campbell, and A. Lammett, who were to do duty with me till timely aid should arrive. We went to shore and proceeded up to the light room, "'and lighted the light in the proper time that night and every night since. "'The following day we traversed the island from end to end, "'but still nothing to be seen to convince us how it happened. "'Nothing appears touched at East Landing to show that they were taken from there. "'Ropes are all in their respective places in the shelter, "'just as they were left after the relief on the 7th. "'On West Side it is somewhat different.' We had an old box halfway up the railway for holding West Landing mooring ropes and tackle, and it was gone. Some of the ropes, it appears, got washed out of it. They lie strewn on the rocks near the crane. The crane itself is safe. The iron railings along the passage connecting railway with footpath to landing and started from their foundation and broken in several places, also, railing round crane, and handrail for making mooring rope fast for boat is entirely carried away. Now there is nothing to give us an indication that it was there the poor man lost their lives. Only that Mr. Marshall has his sea boots on, and oilskins. Also, Mr. Ducket has his sea boots on. He had no oilskin, only an old waterproof coat, and that is away. Donald MacArthur has his wearing coat left behind him, which shows, as far as I know, that he went out with shirt sleeves. He never used any other coat on previous occasions, only the one I am referring to. Mr. J. Moore, Assistant Lighthouse Keeper, Flannan Islands Lighthouse, 28 December 1900. You know, to me, it's just so utterly heartbreaking that this remains a mystery 122 years later. Will it ever be solved? I have my doubts. May these men, wherever they are, rest in peace. I just wish that these men could have been found so that their families could have buried their loved ones and have answers and not live the rest of their lives living in the unknown and being plagued with the what-ifs. All we know is is that whatever happened on that fateful day, it was powerful enough to move a one-ton rock, to displace something large like a railway that was lodged into concrete and responsible for the disappearance of three men. Ugh, I mean those three precious lives. This is a mystery that may never be solved. Not in our lifetime, at least. While these three lighthouse keepers have never been recovered, their memory lives on and they will forever be a part of Flannan Island's mysterious history, whatever that may be. This week's special city shoutouts go to Germantown, Maryland, Lakeland North, Washington, Beelfield, Germany, Barthamann, India, and Olden the Netherlands. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Listen to the others. They are all phenomenal. Haven't heard every single one yet? Well, really, there's no need to fret. Hit up any of those awesome podcast platforms, such as iVox, GeoSaven, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Downcast. Wherever you may roam to hear your other spooky podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcast lurking in the background. Do you have a story of your own to share? Maybe you have a spooky legend or an idea for an episode you'd like to hear about? Perhaps you want to be a future voiceover. Find me on the Paranormal Prowlers podcast Facebook page, send me a message through there, or you can always email me at paraprowl at gmail.com. Thanks, everyone, and we will see you next week.